Welcome to Road Bike Action Magazine's Bike Tech with Assistant Editor Michael White. Michael, always a pleasure. Likewise, George. Great to hear from you. And today we are talking, this is going to be a fun one, gravel bikes. That's right, gravel bikes, also known as uh, all-road bikes, endurance road bikes, uh, adventure road bikes, sort of everything everything under that sphere. You know, as gravel started to become popular, did you have any idea that uh, a new bike would really develop out of that? And, you know, at Road Bike Action, uh, a few years ago, I think we did. Uh, we heard from a couple small, uh, more handmade builders, and uh, we'd heard a lot of uh, reports coming from places like the Midwest, uh, parts where uh, there's a lot of gravel roads, fire roads, dirt roads, and uh, people have been people have been riding their road bikes on these surfaces for, for a long time. And, and really, they've been riding, people have been riding and racing on dirt roads since the early days of the Tour de France. So it's really nothing new in that regard. Uh, but I think now, uh, within the past few years, we've really been seeing the bike industry at large uh, sort of uh, cater to these uh, these types of terrains a bit more with new bike design and uh, new geometries, uh, compliance features, and things like that. So a couple of years ago, we uh, we got in touch with Craig Calfee, uh, who who's based up in Northern California, and he built us a, a custom, uh, essentially gravel racer that uh, we used in an event called the Crusher and the Tusher. Uh, out in uh, Beaver, Utah, every year, and uh, that was sort of our, from the magazine point of view, that was our first real exposure to the burgeoning gravel bike scene. Now, with the advent of wider tires becoming more popular on road bikes in 25s, 28s, um, I mean, I've generally just ridden my road bike out there. What are the differences, and what's the advantage of going with a gravel bike? Well, one thing uh, one thing I think listeners should be aware of is that the term gravel bike, again, it's also known as all-road, uh, adventure road, uh, there's many different terms that the industry is, is throwing out there. Um, there's really no set standard for gravel bikes just yet. Uh, really, the, the, the few things that they have in common are uh, generally more tire clearance and uh, really the ability to handle mixed surface terrains a little bit better than your standard road bike. Again, that's not to say you can't ride your standard road bike on dirt or gravel roads, but uh, gravel bikes really have those added features that uh, really make the, the experience a little bit more enjoyable and a little bit more accessible. Uh, tires are, are certainly the, the biggest factor. Uh, most gravel bikes you'll see have uh, ample tire clearance uh, akin to cyclocross bikes. Uh, and so these gravel bikes are able to run tires upwards of 32 millimeters, 35 millimeters, all the way up to We've seen bikes with up to 44 millimeters of tire clearance. So you can run these big tires, and the advantage is really that you have a, a larger contact patch. Uh, many of the tires have uh, knobs or some type of aggressive tread, which uh, give you much better grip in the corners and uh, and makes a much better experience. And it's it's really not, uh, not dissimilar to mountain bike tires in that regard. So why would someone want to do that rather than ride their cyclocross bike? Well, cyclocross bikes are a great option, and we hear from a lot of people who, who use their cyclocross bikes uh, pretty much all season long. When, when the cyclocross race season ends, they're still putting uh, slick tires on their, on their cyclocross bike, using them for road riding, for even road racing, commuting. And, uh, and you could certainly use those bikes for gravel riding as well. Uh, the, the differences, though, between a cyclocross bike and a gravel bike mainly come down to geometry. 
Uh, gravel bikes will typically have geometry more more akin to road bike geometry, and specifically endurance road bike geometry. Uh, bikes like uh, like the Specialized uh, Roubaix, the Canada Sinus, the Giant Defy. Uh, those are some popular examples. But bikes like those typically have a lower bottom bracket height uh, and a longer wheelbase than uh, than cyclocross race bikes, making them a bit more comfortable for for long days of riding. And that's where I'm wondering, say, the Dirty Kanza, for example. Do you think there are more uh, gravel bikes showing up out there than cyclocross bikes? There certainly are, yeah. We've definitely seen a lot more gravel bikes uh, show up at events like the Dirty Kanza 200. That's, uh, that event specifically is still what we call king of the gravel races. Uh, it's, it's an incredible event and uh, something that we've been a part of for a couple of years and taken part in. And it's, it's a fantastic event. Um, but yeah, we are definitely seeing a lot more gravel bikes specifically in events like the Dirty Kansas 200, uh, other events too, like the Crusher and the Tusher, uh, Rebecca's Private Idaho and uh, other events like that. So I put out last week after our last show that, uh, we were going to be talking about gravel bikes, uh, did it on Facebook and we got a number of questions in on uh, Facebook messenger. Someone had a question about gearing. Um, what do you see as the gearing for a gravel bike as opposed to, say, a cyclocross? Uh, well, a typical cyclocross race bike will have a gearing, uh, usually with chain rings, uh, like a, uh, a 46 and a 36 uh, dual chain ring combination in the front. And uh, that works quite well for a cyclocross race course. But uh, when, you're, when you're out and about in the backcountry or on, on your fire roads or different trails with the steep climbs on loose dirt, uh, your typical the typical rider is going to want to have a bit more a bit more gearing to choose from, uh, so to speak. So what we found that works really best is a is a compact uh, crank set, so a fifty thirty four combination up front, and then usually at least a, an eleven through twenty eight cassette in the back. Uh, that's that's been a pretty standard setup for most of the gravel bikes we've been testing, and uh, we've been seeing a lot of gravel bikes come with that gearing or something similar. Uh, even better, too, would be a, a bigger cog in the back, uh, something along the lines of a 32 uh, or even a 32 tooth from uh, from Shimano with their uh, GS rear derailleur or a 32 tooth from SRAM with their Wi-Fi rear, rear derailleur. And that added gearing is really going to make a big difference if, you, if you're riding on some dirt and you come across a pretty steep climb. Uh, typically, you'll need to stay seated uh, in the saddle if the, if the terrain is quite loose. So having that extra gearing is really going to just make the make the ride much more, uh, much more comfortable. You know, and our topic last week was tubeless tires. I'm assuming those would be great for a gravel bike. Absolutely, uh, just like we've been seeing tubeless tires really make some headway into cyclocross. Uh, we've also been seeing many more tubeless options um, coming into uh, into the gravel bike world, and uh, even many many stock gravel bikes that companies are producing are coming with. Uh, tubeless wheel and tire combinations. And uh, again, the benefits of running tubeless are because you don't have an inner tube, uh, you don't have to worry about pinch flatting, and uh, also the sealant that's inside a tubeless setup, that's going to protect you from the majority of, uh, of um, punctures from, uh, from things like thorns, uh, goat heads, uh, you know, twigs, and, and sharp rocks. And what would you recommend for tire pressure? Uh, tire pressure is really uh, that's really going to depend a lot on the terrain, and uh, typically, typically we always recommend following manufacturers' recommendations for pretty much any product. 
Um, they build products. They know what they're doing. Uh, they're not going to steer you wrong in that regard. Uh, but with that said, most uh, most gravel rides we've we've been finding on on dry, loose conditions uh, want to run anywhere between 35 to 50 psi. Uh, but again, that that's going to vary widely uh, based on the terrain. If the, if the if the terrain is hard packed, if it's loose, if there's been some rain or there's some ruts. Uh, and also, again, it's going to depend largely on what uh, what tire you're running. Now, we also got a question in about through axles. Um, how would those vary on a, a gravel bike? Well, through axles are, are a relatively uh, new thing for, for road bikes and also now gravel bikes and cyclocross bikes. Uh, that's another thing that we're seeing a lot more of uh, from the bike manufacturers on all these different bikes. And uh, through axle really provides uh, a much uh, stiffer interface. Uh, at the point where the axles contact the uh, the fork blades or the rear dropouts, and uh, it's going to provide a much more uh, secure uh, fit, uh, and uh, again, something that's been utilized on mountain bikes for quite a long time, uh, specifically for that reason, because the through axle is not going to uh, it's not going to uh, shake loose a little bit like a traditional quick release will, particularly when you're uh, let's say descending down uh, a steep gravel road or a steep uh, fire row with uh, plenty of bumps and, and uh, vibrations. And we also got another question in about uh, what do you recommend, road or mountain pedals on a gravel ride? Uh, you know, like tires, that's also going to depend largely on the terrain. And I think you should probably ask yourself, uh, if, you're, if you're anticipating having to get off your bike at any point in time, we'd probably recommend uh, mountain bike pedals and shoes uh, just for that added security of, you know what, hey, if I need to, if I need to, walk out of the situation if there's a big mud bog or if there's a, a really, really steep climb that my gearing's just not going to let me get up. Uh, I might have to hike a bike. Um, mountain bike pedals and shoes are, are definitely the way to go. But uh, for folks who live um, live in relatively flat terrains with pretty well-maintained gravel roads, uh, you can get away with road pedals and shoes, but, uh, but the vast majority of gravel bike uh, enthusiasts that we've spoken with that really recommend the mountain bike pedals and mountain bike shoes. What would you recommend for a wheel setup? Um, a wheel setup, that's, uh, that's again, largely dependent on the terrain, but uh, I think a good, uh, durable set of wheels, uh, a tubeless setup would be absolutely ideal. That's something I would definitely recommend. Uh, that's something I've been, I've been riding quite frequently, um, and tubeless is really the way to go for, for gravel riding. Uh, my preferred setup right now that I have been riding in the past few weeks has been uh, Bontrager's new Aeolus 3 tubeless uh, carbon wheels. Uh, they're disc brake wheels, and I've been running those with a set of Schwalbe uh, G1 tires in a 35-millimeter uh, width. Uh, that setup has been absolutely a dream to ride. Uh, it's, it's a bit on the pricey side. Uh, if you're going to purchase those products individually, again, we get those you know, tests out in the magazine, so we're, we're quite spoiled in that regard. But um, a setup like that with tubeless and a good uh, 35 millimeters so tire i think it's definitely the way to go for pretty much any terrain that you're going to encounter two questions came in that uh, i thought were actually pretty interesting digress a little bit but um this person wanted to know would a wider bar provide better handling on loose gravel descents you know what that's a very good question and uh we've spoken with our with our compatriots over at mountain bike action magazine and uh like them, we've been seeing a lot of mountain bike enthusiasts uh, really going towards wider handlebars, and uh, that's been a big trend in the mountain bike community. 
And uh, pretty much a lot of mountain bikers uh, say that the wider bars are going to give you much more stable handling, uh, much more control over the bike on technical descents and things like that. So having a wider uh, wider handlebar on a gravel bike certainly could uh, could offer those same benefits. Um, they won't be as dramatic as, say, a flat bar mountain bike. But um, I think if, uh, let's say, a person typically runs a 42 um, uh, centimeter bar, uh, center to center, uh, they could probably get away with running a 44 centimeter bar uh, to have that extra extra width and give them a little extra control. And if you're really going to be doing some serious gravel riding, uh, that's that's something that you could definitely consider. Now, what are some of the brands that have really impressed you uh, of the gravel bikes that have come out? Uh, from the bike manufacturers uh, side of things, I would say the uh, the GT Grade from GT Bicycles is, is a really fantastic gravel bike. Um, others include the Specialized Diverge. Um, they've created a great bike that really, really closely mimics their, their very popular Roubaix endurance road bike model. Um, has a bit more tire clearance, and I think that that's been a that's really been a winner for them. Uh, other standouts include the uh, the Jameis Renegade. Um, they, that's a very unique bike with a lot of compliance and uh, pretty slack geometry, so it's a very very comfortable ride, especially over over long distances and during long days in the saddle. Uh, the Norco Search is also an, another great option. Uh, I, I rode one of those several weeks ago for quite a while. I uh, really enjoyed my time on that one. And, uh, yeah, there's there's really no shortage of, of great bikes coming to the market. Um, others from from uh, Ridley and Marin. And, uh, yeah, there's plenty, plenty of great options. Uh, one of the most unique ones I will point out is from Cannondale, and it's called Slate. It's something that's been, recently been released as a 2016 model. And what makes it really, really unique is that it features uh, Cannondale's own lefty suspension fork that they originally developed for mountain bikes. And uh, that's something that's going to completely change the realm of gravel bikes and, who knows, maybe road bikes down the future. But it's a, it's basically a gravel bike, drop bar, with a lefty suspension fork, full-on, full suspension, and it's going to really, really... Uh, um, really improve the compliance and the comfort in that front end. And that's something that Candel's really pushing and, and we're believers in that. Now, I don't want to put you on the spot with too weird of a question, but I'm imagining going into a bike shop, uh, the gravel bikes are new. Um, I would imagine most people don't have a whole lot of experience riding them. And what, as a customer, should I ask my uh, the salesman at the bike shop how do you explain or go into something like this with with a relatively new product? You know, with a with a relatively new product line, I'd say if you're going to go into a bike shop, uh, I would really approach those employees with um, with a lot of questions, uh, a lot of questions that you and I have been discussing here today. Uh, things about geometry, compliance, uh, tire clearance, uh, that sort of thing. Um, in, in a with a new uh, with a new product line like gravel bikes, I think uh, bike shops are gonna they're gonna really need to be able to answer those tough questions. So people should uh, should be able to go in there and try and get as much information from them as possible, uh, because really most most bike shops have really great relationships with uh, with bike manufacturers, and the bike manufacturers should should give them plenty of information about the product, and uh, hopefully some hopefully some products to dem uh, you know demo as well, so they have the, their own first hand experience with them. But, uh, but that's something that um, customers should definitely consider. Uh, again, asking plenty of questions and really trying to find a bike shop in their local area that, that has as much knowledge as possible 
about really any type of cycling product, but particularly a new product uh, like gravel bikes. Now, almost along the same lines, in fact, very much along the same lines, uh, when you get your new gravel bike, I love this question that came in, what are the contents of the perfect gravel bike saddlebag? You know what, that's that's a really good question, and you know, I'll defer to my standard answer there. It's going to depend a whole lot on, on where you ride, what time of year you ride, the weather conditions, the terrain, but uh, pretty much you'll be looking at a saddlebag filled with uh, with the uh, the essentials that you'll need for pretty much any road ride. Um, I would recommend adding at least one or two extra inner tubes in there uh, because you're riding on dirt, because you're riding on some rocks. Uh, you probably will get a few more flat tires than you would otherwise, even if you're running a tubeless setup, uh, which, I, which I'm a big fan of. But yes, you will get flats eventually. Uh, so extra inner tubes, extra CO2 cartridges, or, uh, or a mini pump, something like that, to make sure your inflation needs are, are met in whatever situation. Uh, you're also going to definitely want a really good multi-tool. And uh, on that multi-tool, you'll really, really, really want a chain breaker tool. Uh, chain tool is really going to help you out in a lot of situations. Again, if you're going to be riding on gravel roads, dirt, rocks, mud, you're much more likely to encounter a mechanical problem. And uh, we've experienced broken chains and, and problems with chains in the past. So having a chain tool with you, that, that could be a lifesaver. And, of course, if you're riding out in the backcountry or if you're going to be a, away from uh, civilization a little bit more than you would if you're riding on a road, uh, definitely always bring a cell phone, some, some type of contact device where you can uh, reach out and, uh, and, you know, get some help. All right, Michael, thank you very much. What are we going to talk about on next week's show? Oh, well, next week we're going to dive into SRAM's latest electronic wireless group set, and we'll break down all the components of that. And uh, we're also going to talk about uh, a couple new cycling computers from uh, Lausanne and also from Wahoo. And can you tell us what is in the latest edition of Road Bike Action magazine? Well, our November issue of 2015 just went on sale. It's a great issue with a lot of a lot of tech-heavy features. Uh, we also have some bike tests from Colnago, from Lightspeed, from Sarto, and we also take a look at probably the most unique set of road pedals you'll you'll find anywhere. All right, and where can people go to uh, your online site? Uh, Please go ahead and go to www.roadbikeaction.com. There's plenty of unique content on there, and you can also subscribe to our magazine and uh, check out all the great stuff that we have to offer. All right, Michael White, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Enjoy Road Bike Action Magazine's Bike Tech. Thank you, George.